Welcome to Touched and Empowered, a show created to empower individuals to value their lives by hosting think tank discussions that will inspire positive action. Touched and Empowered with Katie and Ace starts now. Oh, welcome everybody. This has been an interesting week <laughs> for Katie and I both. Um, I... <laughs> It's been uh, it's been one of those moments in life where it's just at some point you kind of have to give up, not give up control. I guess give up control. Let's talk about control, Katie. Let's actually talk about this. What is we're, we're going to get down and down and dirty with control? I got you. Yeah. Okay. Let's really get into that because I think it's so important for people to understand the difference between like controlling behavior that is not good. And controlling behavior that is actually more about what you can do, what is empowering and what is more for yourself versus trying to enslave another individual. And what we actually have control over versus the illusion of control. Yes. I know we, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but I think, you know, <laughs> There's a lot going on. I mean, in the timely essence, um, you know, pop, uh, what was it? So many things have been debunked in the US government, which is like freaking me out a little bit. Like, it was like a, affirmative action, what? It's gone? What What happened to the, to, to the relief for education? That was actually a gosh, wonderful scent of greatness i almost said god sent and i feel like that's like a political thing too we're even controlled by the fact that we can't say the right things without getting backlash like look at this what is this it 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 has become more pc than ever before and you know what, I'm going to say what I think and what I feel, and it is not my responsibility how you interpret that or mm -hmm. how that, that makes you feel, because mm -hmm. those are your feelings, not mine. Mm -hmm. If you want to give me a remote, remote control to your feelings, <laughs> are you sure you want to do that? Oh, I would have a ball. <laughs> I'm just saying, are you really sure that you want to hand over a remote control to your emotions to somebody else? Mm, I feel like, look, if, if somebody's gone through a rough year and their emotions have been like absolutely haywire, um, I don't mind like giving giving somebody a moment of love, like hey, well, not not that type of love, but you know, like just like hey, you know, the, the sense of being seen you know those human rights we want to be seen we want to be heard you know those basic needs that all humans have but there's a big difference between that and telling someone you make me so mad which means they now have the power to push your buttons yeah that's real and it's interesting i had to really i really really was doing my best to be very careful about that um in many different situations there are times that it slips whatnot right. but there, there there is like an i've been 
I've been so grateful for the for Instagram posts that are giving really good messages in regards to how to handle this yes. type of maturity. Um, I think I have one of them saved. Wait a second. Ooh, I do have one of them saved, and then I just got this really good quote. Also, <laughs> no. All right. We love good quotes. We we love yeah we love good quotes here. Um, so I'll get to that in a second. But this one, this is from the Daisaku Ikeda dot official Instagram. Ooh la la. It says human beings aren't defeated by adversity. They are defeated by themselves by giving up and abandoning their own convictions. True. Yes. So in a manner of control versus conviction, there's something to be said about that. And we can put a pin in that to discuss in a minute. Um, as I look for my saved comments, uh, handing out the tools of communication in regards to texting somebody or communicating with somebody about how they need to communicate their boundaries. In essence, like the behavior that you just did made me feel this way. Could you do this instead so that we can peacefully move forward and respect both our boundaries? Which Excellent. is very well conceived. That is a very well thought out plan on moving forward in the conversation without, mm, excuse me, without triggering the other person or triggering yourself. Exactly. And I have gotten into that space where I've been able to do that and the other person didn't hear me. And I was like, oh my goodness, I don't think you understand how much control of myself I are. I, I like how much control I had of myself to make sure my emotions didn't splat you. Yeah, because it. I think of it, it, to me, I think of it like a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we try so hard to self-regulate, for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. when it comes to our emotions around other people, because we don't want to say or do something that's going to trigger somebody else, even if it triggers us in doing so. And if we don't have a way to do that self-regulation, it's literally a pressure cooker exploding. Yeah. And then it ends up, we end up saying things that we have no idea why in the world they came out of their mouth, but they do. And they end up having 50 times more sharp edges than they would have had in a regular civil conversation. Exactly. I actually had to learn because I was working at, I was working at a really interesting environment at one point and I had to be firm, but respectful. So there is a difference between aggressive and assertive. Yes. If you're being assertive, you are still able to respectfully state your point. If you're being aggressive, you are harming the person you're speaking to. It takes so much control for one party to continuously give respect while reaffirming their point and making sure that that's being understood. If you decide to go the other route, 
that's when it's like, mm, that's a challenging situation. And people actually go into the controlling route that way. And I don't think it's intentional. It's I not. It's, it's, it's just what we have always done because we didn't know any better. Exactly. Um, what I've been told many times and many times over, which makes me a little like disappointed in people sometimes, it kind of does. I'm not gonna, it's like, I get a little sad, but now yeah. I'm just, okay, how do I figure out a way to better move forward with this standard? Like, I, I remember somebody called me aggressive, right? And I was like, I don't think it's being aggressive because I've been direct. And I guess in the terms of understanding, being indirect is polite or something of that nature, or I caught them. I don't know. Freaking, I have no idea. But I caught them. <laughs> but um, I remember, like, regardless of what was happening, I still gave them the respect that they they deserved mm -hmm. as a human. Um, and then just let the weird stuff just roll off my back. Well, part of it, and again, assumption of Katie, we are so used to passive-aggressive. I'm not that when okay you might be the exception to the rule darling I appreciate okay. it I mean it I, happens but it goes right over my head and then they get mad and people usually get mad because I didn't understand it because I wasn't hurt by it because I just didn't understand it I'm so sorry I just from from, from the standpoint of being in growing up in households and I'm saying households broke because i my mom was married, divorced, married, divorced, not married, but been with the guy for 14, what, 20 years, whatever. Yeah. There has been passive aggressiveness, at least with biological and stepfather, passive aggressive tendencies in that household to where it was the norm. And it wasn't until now looking back at it I can be like oh wow there was a lot of anger in that household and it was just it was just like side skirting it just enough to where it didn't sound like it was aggression but it was aggressive and for me it's when someone is direct it's a really fine line between being direct and being really aggressive because I'm not used to those nuances between the two. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if anyone else has that situation with it, with learned. it with learning, but I, you know, this is where the emotional intelligence training and everything that I've been doing has been helping me because it makes it a little bit easier to identify as to whether it is someone being direct or someone who is just being aggressive. Uh, yeah, I had to actually vocalize that. I remember explaining to the person, I can understand how being direct seems aggressive. But I wasn't gonna apologize. <laughs> like I was literally at the moment where I was just like, but I, you know, this is how I communicate. And it's of no, it's of no um, 
malice, if that's the right word for it. Right. It's like actually out of respect, because if I if if I really wanted to neglect you, I could be indirect. By fault. And the, there's a, the communication part of it is the biggest part of everything in the world right now is having the, the time and the language and the pausing and understanding what the other person is trying to articulate, even if they don't have the right words. And that's something that that art of language has been lost on us. You know, we've it's outgrown it. We've outgrown it because it hasn't. It wasn't a regular thing for me growing up. I actually did learn that. So I, you know, I grew up in my in my quadlingo household, right? My mom knew four different Filipino languages. My dad knew two. Um, he would practice English on me as a child. Um, <laughs> right? right. And in so doing, you know, because we had to pick which language, we had to be direct with each other and we would be direct. And a good portion of the time, if we didn't know how to communicate our emotions, which was a, you know, it's common, right? Um, yeah. We would do our best to show what we were feeling with our actions. Right. Yes. And that is from one standpoint, that is wonderful that you guys were able to figure that aspect out. I think it was just me. I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe it was just you. I don't know. I think it's fabulous that you were able to do that. Thank from you. my standpoint, you know, the thought of actions speak louder than words never rang true growing up yeah like I like when my dad was sorry I knew he didn't never he never had to say it I just knew he was sorry because he was like let me buy you a car like, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't sorry. College. let me buy you a okay okay I can't I, I should not I should not laugh but to me I find that incredibly hysterical that but you know what that's okay because there's you know different love languages and his could be his giving was gift gifts. Giving. yeah his was gift giving um <laughs> it was i this oh, this only happened once it wasn't the stereotypical like like you know like rich kid rich dad here you go like no that that's not how that worked my dad really 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 like um he understood the value of a dollar he really did yeah. so it wasn't like he was giving it all willy-nilly like oh i'm so sorry it was like one of those he wanted to atone for something and that was really important and i really appreciated that so understanding that right right that's that's a little different and that was that's, his that's, way. that's very different than the oh i'm sorry let me just buy you a car that's like oh i'm sorry let me just buy you a puppy you know, and unfortunately, you know, back to the whole language as to his being gift giving as to how he expresses his emotions and stuff, people misinterpret and misuse those languages, those love languages. 
Yeah, no, that was that was years of him realizing something. So that was like a compound. <laughs> yeah, that would, for, for, as a parent's point of view, for me to offer something like that to my son, yeah, I would probably be atoning for something that was decades of mistakes. Because I love my son, but I'm not buying him a car. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I was, my sisters were a little like, how come she got a car? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I had to work for my cars. Oh my goodness. I mean, I, don't know. I had to work for, I had, I had to buy my own car. After one accident, after uh, one accident, my stepdad said, nope, that's it. You got to get your own car and you got to get your own insurance. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Fair. That's yeah, what it is. It is what it um, is. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's so I much value car shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually, I didn't, I tried car shopping twice without my father. Yeah, no, I, next time I go car shopping, I'm, my mom's other half, the, uh, we call him dad, even though he and my mom will never get married because he's the permanent bachelor. He is going car shopping with me. He is an expert when it comes to negotiating the the cost of vehicles that's awesome you then know, again he used to, he owned a used car lot so he's you know he does that that's just like that's fair background all right let me let me let me give it to straight to the rest of america do you i had this uh this one question asked me is like if you ever had the opportunity to change your set like your your physical gender to be to be male presenting and whatnot um what's the first thing you would do you know what my answer was? Buy a car. Go to a car salesman shop and, and buy a car because the amount of times by being a female, you try they people don't take you seriously. They try and like gouge you for your money. Like it's about seven steps harder to get the best deal on a car because of that gender bias. I never bought a, a car brand new. I always bought used, so I don't know that's i knew that and it was like one of those things where if i go in by myself that's what would happen if i go in with a male none of that crap would fly well i like how was there's the assumption that because we are female we don't know jack about cars oh that's my favorite i love going into like, <laughs> just my face like i i actually love all right so this one time let's talk about this too and this goes into the boat of controlling right Right. It's like people try to control you for your air quotes ignorance, right? So I go into this car shop. See how fired up I am? This is great. <laughs> the coffee, coffee kicks in. Um, I go into this car shop and essentially I had a car with a, I believe it was a flat tire. Um, and I go in, put the car, bring the car over. My insurance is covering this with like possibly a deductible if I really needed it, but I didn't need it. Um, and the shop calls me and they're like, hey, so we found a nail in all, we found a nail in one of your tires and we may need to like replace the entire tire and this is how much it's gonna cost and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, how much is it gonna cost? Guy on the other end, uh, about this much. I'm like, oh, okay. So 
you want to rotate my tires because of this nail that you found. I can actually go to Honda and get this done for free instead of paying that cost. So when I get to the shop, am I going to be paying that cost? And this guy went, um, you know, we'll, 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 we'll double check if the nail is there. And if it's not, we'll just, you know, rotate your tire for free. Don't worry about it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. <laughs> That's one of the many instances that I've dealt with. Yo, and it's, it's a learning curve. It is a learning curve, but I actually do love cars. Like, I there's a car museum in LA that I really like going to. They have all of like 007's vehicles and like one entire. Oh, cool. It's so cool. They even have the underwater one. It's like dope. Um. <laughs> See, but if I have car like car mechanic questions, if I'm not talking to my mom's guy, I'm talking to my sister, my youngest sister Jamie, because she actually went to um, Lincoln Tech and was learning how to do auto repairs and auto maintenance mm -hmm. until her morning sickness got in the way oh okay <laughs> so she's a, she's a mom with three boys and you know what she's a great mom with three boys and it just it wasn't in her cards to be an auto mechanic which is perfectly fine but she can at least look at something and be like yeah no you don't need to replace all of this you just need this one little piece yeah i understand that and it's so funny so like all right, let, let, let's talk about the day. Uh, I, I choose my style now, right? right? I have a lot more fun with my femininity. I feel more safe to be more feminine. There was a time when I didn't feel that way. I think there's a time in everyone's life where they don't feel comfortable with whichever gender they are. I agree. And it was it was such a fun time because my best friends were all dudes, right? This was high school and college. Best friends were all guys. And when we would hang out, they never thought I was attractive. Because <laughs> I would show up in like basketball shorts and a t-shirt and my hair in a ponytail. Comfy clothes. Comfy Tom clothes. Tomboy clothes. Tomboy clothes. We're probably gonna be checking out cars. <laughs> we're probably going to be playing basketball. And we were most likely going to the motorcycle shop or something like of that nature. I let yeah. Um and at the time, it was, I didn't really need to care what I was wearing because I wasn't on screen. I was like, <laughs> nor did I like need to go shopping for things unless they were big events. Um, and in so doing, whenever I would just go anywhere, not that I was respected like a dude, it was more like, people had to rethink how to respect me because there was such a, a different energy balance. Like it wasn't just feminine. It wasn't just masculine. It was right in the center. Right. Right. And even when I look like this, but then I come out with the negotiation style, sometimes people can't pair it and they, they don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Well, it's, it's the, the confidence, I think is what it is. It is the confidence that we have. And I say we as anyone, when you 
are so confident that you know your shit and you are unshakable, it throws other people off their game. Which I've been confused by. I I don't think everyone gets thrown off. I honestly think people that are like not out to get you or doing anything wrong. Yeah. Oh, awesome. They get it. We're of the same mind. We can figure this out. We can work together forever. Right. And that's where the working in connection and uh, I can't even think of what the word is right now. Relation. Yeah. The working collaboration. Yes. That's when you're able to to collaborate and everything. And you both know that you're going to bring your A game and there's not going to be any hiccups along the way. And it's going to be exciting. You're going to enjoy building together. That's fun to me. Then (laughs) I love how we both pause. They're just like, then there's the shade. (laughs) Then there's the other. Where's the other? Oh, you didn't expect this coming in, did you? But that falls under the whole control because it's the illusion of control that gets shattered. Completely. When you come in with a certain expectation and, the, and you figure or think that for some reason the other person's not going to be confident or know what's going on and then they show up on their A game, it completely destroys our self-image as to how we were going to have that conversation. Oh, I'm so sorry to my ex-boyfriends. <laughs> yes, own it. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> well, I know, I know that I have shown up to conversations where I've been kind of like, okay, let's Let's make sure you are comfortable with the whole, the whole thing. It's an uncomfortable talk. We'll, we'll make the, the most uncomfortable talk. Let's talk about money. That is an <laughs> uncomfortable topic in most relationships, whether it be parent and child, you and your significant other, you and your parents. Money is an uncomfortable conversation. Yes. There have been so many times where I have had a money conversation and I have not said what I know or I have not said what I needed. And the conversation just, everything just crumbles on top of itself. It just caves in on top of itself and nothing gets resolved. If anything, it's 10 times worse. Yeah, I've had those conversations. Um, And And then the few times you show up, I show up knowing my stuff, depending on who I'm talking to, they either respect it or they think that I'm dealing drugs or something to make an extra money that they can't account for. Mm. Okay, let's uh, let's backtrack on that. I love that. We're let's unpack that. We're gonna let's, unpack let's, that. Let's unpack that one. All right. So let's let's talk about those conversations. So the the conversation of money that I actually really enjoy is when people understand or you feel um, safe to share where your financial struggles are or where your financial um, stability is or you know those conversations where you know your grounding in finances even just your knowledge what you do know and what you are not sure about Mm. there's something there's a component of that um 
There's also another thing that's really hard to identify and it's mindset when it comes to money. So if you don't have the same mindset in regards to money, things will fall to the wayside in those conversations. Um, sometimes if you're in a position where you need to learn more and understand more and finances and education and all that fun stuff, and you have a partner that has that education and you're open to receiving that type of information and then changing some old paradigms, that's cool. That's fine. Yes. If you are not open to that and one partner has a different mindset than the other, it gets bad. I promise you it'll get bad. And even if you assume the other person knows what they're talking about because of whatever circumstances, they could be somebody who has owned a business for decades and has been constantly in money on the surface. You know, if you don't know where the other person is coming from, it's just as bad as having a completely different mindset. Exactly. Um, so like for me, it's been, it's been kind of like, it's been an interesting experience of learning all the different types of mindsets. Um, I, I am monogamous, so let's make sure that's clear. <laughs> but it, it is interesting to actually understand what types of mindsets there are. So they're based off of how you've been raised and what you believe or what you choose to learn. There is a stark difference. Like from where I came from and who I understood finances from in my earlier ages have a completely different paradigm now because I chose to actually work on that, right? Um, and I'm still in the process of losing or losing, I'm sorry, letting go. I've been told if you say lose, it comes back. Letting go. Well, yeah, because lose indicates it was lost and it needs to be found. No, yeah, no, it doesn't. So we can let go. We could just let it go. We can let go of these older paradigms that actually were coming from a place of fear versus a place of understanding and abundance and prosperity. If you key into those subsets, um, if you lose a million dollars that day, you'll know how to get it back the next. I've actually learned, um, I, I, I had a bunch of friends. One of them was a, uh, was a trust fund baby, right? He had millions of dollars at some point. And when I met him, he did not anymore. And then he was like, uh, he, he had to depend on nine to fives or any, any other source of like uh, income that wasn't built off of uh, what his father's paradigm was. So he, he didn't actually learn how to manage monetary income. He didn't know how to reinvest. He did not know how to um, utilize certain assets to leverage debt, things of that nature. He didn't learn any of that. He just hand out, check, hand out. Yep. And you do not have to be a trust fund baby to have that kind of mindset. No, NF, some NFL that's what I had with a nine to five job. Yes. Yeah. And it was interesting because I actually spoke to somebody and like, uh, you know, Monetary ignorance is the easiest way to control anyone, right? So it's one of, yes, it is one of. 
Uh, yeah, it sucks. So my mom, let's let's talk about that before I go into the other guy. But my mom was like, my father would never let me do that. Like she would, he would never let her rely on a man for money. Cool. Oh, that's good. Right. So because of that, she did the same thing to me. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. I'm in LA. Do you know how many people try and harp on that? <laughs> there was this yeah, one. I can imagine. Oh, I had this experience once where this guy, I was like, because I had the ferocity of my mother. He, I, um, my car was impounded for like four grand. Right. And I was just like, oh, crap. Oh my car. No, my car. And I just somehow one day just vented to this photographer because I was Instagram modeling at the time that I was like, oh my car. And he was like, I'll give you a loan. And I went, why? Like immediate from ah, to why? What are you doing? Like just on guard immediately. Right. And because I was so on guard to receive this four grand, he actually sent me a waiver. Like, hey, no, this is a waiver. Sign it. It says there is this is a this is a what do you call it? This is a personal loan with a waiver. The waiver will be basically a gift. You are not um, you're not liable to give anything in return. I read the Right. I read the waiver and I went, okay. Okay. Gave him the waiver. I did the waiver. Cool. After that, I was kind of just like, this doesn't feel right. So I actually referred him <laughs> to like four or five of my, um, like uh, four or five of my uh, designer friends and they called him to do fashion shows, uh, to do uh, photo shoots with him. His price was four fifty an hour. He basically received the four grand and then some through my referrals. Right. And then from there, I felt okay. Like that was just something that I had to learn on my own, right? But at the same time, you know, like daughter, like, like mother, like daughter, I made sure that no one was gonna take advantage of me because of that possible situation. And that is where conviction versus control is really important. Understanding exactly what you can do and knowing that there is a way so that you don't feel like you have to sacrifice your own dignity for money or because you're in a place of ignorance that you need to surrender your humanity for. Thank you for joining us. We hope that the discussion today will inspire you to take positive action in your life. Until next week, be empowered.